0: Welcome to episode 26 of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Ashton.
0: Father-son fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode 26, making tries come true, one exciting page at a time. We'll go one-on-one with best-selling author, speaker, and sports broadcast star, Lisa Bose. Welcome to our sports spooktacular We've got the tricks to treat with our gold silver bronze for Halloween-inspired athlete names. And we'll head for home on episode 26 with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode 26 of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums. Happy October, everybody. We hope you're doing well. It's Anthony and Ashton here on episode 26. So glad that you're with us here on Champs and Chums. And uh, how is my best chum, my great sidekick here on the show, doing?
1: Well, I'm doing great. How about you, Dad?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Here we are. It's fall. The uh, It's getting a little cooler out there, right? So mm-hmm. some of those kind of summer style sports that we've enjoyed um i guess namely golf as well. well ash and we've probably only got a little bit more time to maybe sneak in around what do you say
1: yeah there might be uh only a bit more time but uh they they said it depends on the weather if they're gonna uh push the season to early october
0: yeah that,
1: or early November, but, sorry. That's
0: right. Those are some of the courses. I mean, I think, you know, they'll, they'll try to squeeze in as much golf as they can for sure. But uh, so great that uh, you're with us here on this uh, anniversary episode for Champs and Chums. Uh, as some of you uh, might know, all our great fans out there and uh, podcast land and uh, follow us on social media. Earlier this month, specifically October the 5th, we celebrated two years of champs and chums. That deserves some fist bumps, my man, right off the top of the show. Congratulations on all the success, Ashton, we've had, and you've been such a big part of it. Why don't you share with the fans how you're feeling here on this anniversary episode here, October of 2021?
1: Well, I'm feeling uh, very excited, and uh, I'm also feeling uh, uh, really, really really um pumped up to um to uh eventually go to our third anniversary and um um I think that the future is really bright for Champs and Chums.
0: Oh, well, I think so too, man. Now, we've been having fun, which is the most important thing. We've been building our skills, you've been connecting with so many outstanding best of guests and people um yeah it's it's been it's been a really great journey and uh, geez we all know that at some at some point uh it, it may uh it, the chapter may close but we're enjoying it right now as uh, the great sports teams and athletes do uh when they play sports and so again as a reminder our, our uh, podcast is a uh, father-son fun talk about sports life and friendship it was so great to um to do that Facebook live broadcast on, uh, I guess that would be our anniversary week, and had a chance to reflect on some um, some great guests, some great adventures, some great moments over the last year. Uh, what, what are some of the highlights for you over the last year, Ashton?
1: Well, some of the highlights. Um, hmm, I gotta think here. Uh, some of the highlights are definitely growing my podcast voice um
0: you've done a really good job of that man like you get you know fans if you haven't done that and my co-host will do this too i know it's been a little time dial back to episode one or two and then listen to you now so the so it's, it's been amazing how you built that skill yeah yeah
1: no uh every episode i uh well you will hear this every episode when i throw the break I get better and better each time, and I feel like when I throw to break, I'm actually pretty good at it.
0: You're really good at it. So great job on that. You you do all those good announcements and announceables so great, and we're going to have to keep growing that and giving you more experiences and exposures. And uh, we've had some great guests, of course, so many best-of guests uh, over the last year and we've had some fun father-son challenges haven't we as well I mean um, you know uh, we had uh, table tennis as well too right uh, that that was a lot of fun
1: yeah it was really fun um uh I beat my dad and how many sports challenges have we had how we had three I or I think four? we've had
0: three so All it's right. basketball hockey and then table tennis I think it was three uh, fans at home.
1: Yeah, and uh, I beat my dad every time, so it's 3-0 and right now.
0: Yeah, and I would be on the other side of that ledger, 0-3, everybody, but I'm determined. To come. We'll come up with some other fun father-son challenges over the course of the year, and uh, we want to thank you so much for uh, all your support of Champs and Chums. It's so great to receive all the wonderful messages that we do, um, all the uh, participation on social media, and just bringing the show to you uh, monthly as we do. And uh, looking forward to uh, another great year Champs and Chums. So Ashton, good stuff. Well, listen, let's talk about some activities. Because of all the months in, in the calendar year, the scariest, the spookiest, the downright frightful, most frightful month of, 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 uh, of uh, the year. We are in it right now, my friend. Are you getting the chills? Are you getting the goosebumps just even thinking about that October is Halloween?
1: Well, um, I'm getting some goosebumps. Um, I've watched Halloween movies. Um, Not that I watch, like, horror movies. I mean, horror movies are definitely not my thing, (laughs) Um, but... They're pretty scary, uh, like the movies and um, uh, co- costumes as well. And uh, I'm really like on Halloween, if something scares me bad, I walk away from the house. So that's pretty much how scared I am.
0: Well, you're going to have fun, though, anyways, too, right? And I think trick-or-treating is going to take on a little different element than it did last year, of course. Uh, we're still in the, the pandemic, um, but I know that the, uh, the province um, had set out some really safe guidelines to make sure our, our, our trick-or-treaters and uh, all, all the revelers and all the parents will make sure it's a safe and happy Halloween. Um, so at the time of this recording, right, because this is dropping just before Halloween, would you care to unveil uh, what you're going to be going as for Halloween, or or do you, do you want to keep that? So I'll leave it totally up to you, my friend.
1: Well, I'll unveil it. Um, so, uh, we I was gonna be a Ghostbuster, but they didn't have any adult smalls; they only had adult mediums. So we had to I had to scrap that idea fully, and then. Um, I thought of being The Mandalorian. For the fans who don't know what The Mandalorian is, it's uh, new to Star Wars. It's on Disney+. And um, it's a really fun series. And uh, I have the costume uh, just beside me in my uh, bedroom. And um, I, I got the idea of getting a pouch and putting Baby Yoda in it because uh, the Mandalorian has to carry Baby Yoda. And for those of you who don't know Baby Yoda, um, it's basically Yoda, but he's a baby, and his actual name is Grogu.
0: Wow. So, I mean, I guess um, you're going to have to probably, when you're out trick-or-treating around the neighborhood here, if someone says, Hey, man, you probably might look over your shoulder twice. Since you're the Mandalorian, do you get it? Yeah. Okay. All right. That one didn't go over too well, but uh, it'll be a, and hopefully everybody has a happy and a safe Halloween, uh, out in community, uh, this month. So, uh, you know what, you've been busy and active with sports. I think we've talked about your introduction to skating and of course swimming. And, um, we had a, quite a great adventure. In fact, I was, uh, I guess, uh, side by side with you, uh, for, for, uh, for one of them do you want to talk about how you've uh, felt you've done in skating and maybe the the uh the special cameo appearance that was made by uh, by someone on the ice
1: well uh yeah i've done okay skating i mean i can march on the ice um but the cameo appearance uh the person was you, Dad, and uh, we went to Play It Again Sports and uh, bought a new pair of CCMs.
0: Shout out to the uh, the great uh, staff at Play It Again Sports uh, up here in Brampton. Uh, they did a really great job uh, giving us great information and helping your dear old dad get into a new pair of skates.
1: Yeah, they've never been worn before, so... Um, brand
0: new. Yeah. Hard to believe when you go to Play It Again Sports, you can get brand new gear, folks.
1: So, um, uh, that day I was holding on to the boards, like, when I was starting, and then I eventually got off the boards and started marching, and I actually did really, really good, uh, on, at the time of this recording, Saturday, and at the time of this recording, this upcoming Saturday, because it's Tuesday today, um, I'm going to be skating three times in a day.
0: Hold on a second. Did you just say three? Yes. You mean like in hockey when you do like three full periods, you're actually going to be out on the ice three times, like for a full game almost? Yes. Wow. And I'm going to be joining you for two of them. So hopefully I've got some energy by the time uh, Saturday night hits um, to, to take you on. But, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been probably about seven or eight years, uh, Ashton. I guess the last time that I would have gone out on the ice would have been with you with some rentals over at um, at Chincouzi Park. But mm-hmm. so great to have my own pair. So great to be out with you on the ice. And, uh, you know, I still think I can kind of uh, move around out there, uh, even in my advancing years. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, while you we were skating... Uh you you could actually like twirl like a defense defenseman.
0: Well, not like a great defenseman, but yes, I can I can do a a a backspin and a pivot for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and overall, out of ten, I would give you a nine point five.
0: Wow, that's some high praise coming from a guy like you, because I think you've got some great potential too. So good stuff, my man. So that's skating, and I know you're doing swimming too. But let's turn the page here a little bit. No pun intended. We will turn the page to talk about sports because we've had a lot of sports on television. I mean, we've got, we're in the middle of the, uh, the baseball playoffs. The Leafs have kicked off their season um, and then basketball, of course, at the time of this recording, the Raptors are getting ready to uh, ramp up on the beginning of an, or tip off, if you will, in their season, NFL in week seven. I mean, so we, um, we have a special, Best of guests coming up on episode 26, who's seen it all in sports, heard it all, reported on it all, hosted hosted uh, big live sporting events, including the Olympics, everybody, and uh, beyond all those wonderful things. She has transformed that, that career to become a best-selling author and also a keynote speaker. So um, who do we have coming up on the show, Ashton?
1: Well, we have best-selling author, speaker, and sports broadcasting star, Lisa Bose.
0: Oh, so great to have uh, a long-time uh, chum from back in the day in my day in sports. Lisa Bose coming up on the show An incredible resume, uh, a catalyst for women in sports broadcasting. I mean, she, uh, you know, debuted on TSN. She was on TSN Sports Center. She was a host. She was involved in creative production. She was a reporter, had uh, uh, teamed with her on a lot of fun projects. So, um, yeah, uh, TSN, CTV, The Score Ashton, CBC, and, of course, the Olympics. And what wonderful things she's doing now, word by word, page by page, chapter by chapter with her wonderful, she's the creator of the wonderful children's book series, Lucy Tries Sports. But we're going to talk more about that. So please listen to uh, episode 26 a little later on uh, in the show and you'll hear that best of interview with Lisa Bowes. Great stuff. So that's Lisa Bowes coming up on the show. And Ashton, let's now cover our father-son free-for-all segment. And this one's a fun one. We were just sharing earlier, fans, that of all the months, this month, October is the scariest, the spookiest, the most frightful of months. But we're actually going to add some uh, nice little um, rendition in a fun sports way. So, ladies and gentlemen, fans at home, here is our Halloween-inspired athlete names Gold, silver, bronze selections. Ashton, take it away with your bronze.
1: My bronze medal is Hal Mummy.
0: How Mummy. Now, that you you wrapped that one pretty to get pretty well together, did you?
1: Yeah, uh, the reason why I picked How Mummy is because uh, mummies are a popular thing in Halloween and they're also a po- uh, popular costume in Halloween.
0: That's right. Well, why don't you tell the fans a little bit more about the sports, um, the sports uh, figure that is Hal Mumme?
1: Well, Hal Mumme was born uh, March 29th, nineteen fifty two, and his playing career was nineteen seventy 1970 to nineteen seventy one in New Mexico Military uh, Institute, um, and in nineteen seventy four to nineteen seventy five. Um he he played at Tarleton tarl-
0: Yeah, it looks like Tarleton State there. So he definitely had a playing career, Ashton. I mean, he looks like he had from a high school coaching perspective, a decorated career, uh, you know, um over coaching. But then he he's most recently served everybody as an offensive advisor for the Dallas Renegades of the XFL. So Great pick, Ashton. That's Ashton's bronze medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names. That's Hal Mummy. Okay, Ashton. It's over to your dad for my bronze medal. And uh, this one here, uh, we're going to go lights out on this one, everybody. Because my bronze medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names is James Black. That's right, everybody. James Black is a former Canadian NHL hockey player who played 11 seasons, so well-traveled in the NHL. He played for the uh, Hartford Whalers, uh, Ashton, the Minnesota North Stars slash Dallas Stars, the Buffalo Sabres, uh, Washington Capitals, and the Chicago Blackhawks. And I would know James Black because during my time with the Leafs, uh, he was on the Chicago team, Ashton. So... um, well aware of uh, James Black, uh, he had played a total of 352 games in the National Hockey League, Ashton. He, uh, he netted 115 points, so that's my bronze medal. James Black, because when you go out on Halloween, everybody, it's really dark outside. Good stuff. Over to you, Ashton, with your, uh, your silver medal.
1: My silver medal is spud web.
0: Wow, that's a great one. You kind of got me all caught up in that uh, that one there, no pun intended. But uh, why do you, why did you pick spud web?
1: Well, during Halloween, uh, people put up uh, spider webs as decorations. So that's why I picked spud web. Um... Mm-hmm. So Spud Webb's height, if anyone did not know, is five foot six.
0: Wow! So there's a man who definitely had the champs and chums spirit. He, he played well above, uh, well maybe even close to the waistlines of some of the giants in in, uh, in professional basketball. But wow, only five foot six.
1: And his NBA draft was in 1985 in round four, and he was 87th overall. Uh, He was selected by the Detroit Pistons, and his playing career was until 1985 to 1998. And his position is point guard, and his number is number four.
0: He wore number four, in fact, right throughout his career, uh, as as you mentioned there, Ashton. 814 NBA games, quite a decorated career. Played with the Atlanta Hawks, of course. The Sacramento Kings, and uh, looks like he finished off his career with the Orlando Magic. That As- that's Ashton's silver medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names. Great stuff, my man. Okay, it's time now for uh, Dad's silver medal and my selection. Don't get spooked out like this by this Ashton. It's Michael Myers. Not the Michael Myers from Halloween, the movie, but Mike Myers, for short, the baseball player that pitched in the major leagues. That's right, everybody. Mike Myers, who um, made his major league debut in April of 1995 for the Florida Marlins, he uh, had 429 career strikeouts over his, uh, over his career career. Uh, He played from 95 to 2007, everybody. Well-traveled, the journeyman Mike Myers. This Mike Myers from baseball uh, uh, lore, Florida Marlins, Detroit Tigers, Milwaukee Brewers, the Rockies of Colorado, the Diamondbacks of Arizona, the Seattle Mariners, the Bo Sox, the Chicago White Sox, and the New York Yankees. Those last two teams were his last stops before retiring. But that's my silver medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names, Michael Myers. Okay, Ashton, we're now down to the spookiest of them all for Halloween-inspired athlete names. And you've got a dandy for your gold medal. Take it away.
1: My gold medal is Jose Batista.
0: Hold on. Hold. Jose? Hold. I didn't know what I was going to say there. But are you mean Joey Bats? Yes. So is that where's the connection? Clarify it for the listeners here.
1: Well, the connection is in his nickname Joey Bats. uh, Bats are an animal that are usually popular around Halloween.
0: Yes, of course. Well, what what a what a mammoth career he had. I mean, everybody remembers his bat flip. I guess, notoriously, um, but that was such a big moment for the Jays during that playoff series. Uh, Boy, oh boy, that would have been back in, what what was that, Ashton, maybe 2017? Yeah. Uh, I believe it was, but uh, yeah, he was the uh, 26th member of the 50-home run club, uh, 344 home runs, 975 runs batted in. He started his career with the Baltimore Orioles, Um, uh, well-traveled, and then, of course, all the amazing things he did in being a real catalyst with the Blue Jays from 2008 to 2017. Um, Batista came to the Jays uh, from the Pittsburgh Pirates, of course. Um, But yeah, what an amazing uh, uh, player he was. Six-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, two-time Hank Aaron Award, MLB home run leader, 2010-2011. And Ashton, as they always used to chant when he used to come up, they would say, Jose, 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 Jose. Let's go. Jose, 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 Jose. That's Ashton's gold medal for Halloween-inspired athlete names, Joey Bats. Okay, it's over to Dad now for my gold medal. And this one means a lot to me because, you know, you guys have heard that I'm a fan of the Buffalo Bills on previous episodes of Champs and Chums. I'm also a closet fan of the Cincinnati Bengals. And Ashton, you would know that too because I've got a, um, I've got one of those hoodies, those Cincinnati Bengals hoodies that have been well worn, Ashton.
1: Yep, you do.
0: So my gold medal, everybody, is a star from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's definitely got a Halloween ring to it. Ladies and gentlemen, fans at home, welcome Boomer Asayacin. That's right, everybody. The former star quarterback of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. He was um all of six foot five, two hundred and twenty four pounds, drafted in the second round. Uh, out of Maryland College. He starred for the Cincinnati Bengals from 1984 to 1992. Sneak into his hardware, an NFL most valuable player in 1988. Uh, Also an NFL man of the year in 95, not only for his uh, on-the-field talents, but all the things he did off the field. Uh, First-team All-Pro, 98 with the Bengals. Four-time Pro Bowler. 86, 88, 89, 93, and an AFC Player of the Year. That's an incredible career. Uh, He had um, over 37, almost 38,000 passing yards over his great career. So that's my gold medal. Boomer Asiasen.
1: Ashton, are you scared right now? Uh, I'm a bit scared.
0: Well, we got lots more show left, everybody. But Ashton, you're going to take us to break.
1: This ends our Father-Son Free-For-All segment. More Father-Son Fun Talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums Podcast.
0: father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 26 of the champs and chums podcast and ashton it's now time for a next edition of our best of segment and what a sensational guest we have for our fans this month hey ashton i got two questions for you my man are you ready to try your sporting best for episode 26 sure am are you ready for a real page turner here on champs and chums of course Well, our very special guest transformed a star-studded sports broadcasting career to inspire a nation of kids, parents, and communities, one exciting page at a time. Our best-of guest is the best-selling author of Lucy Tries Sports, a nationally acclaimed children's book series that inspires girls and boys to try sports, stay active, read, and persevere. Her success with Lucy Tries Sports has resulted in numerous keynote speaking engagements, schools, libraries, and corporations here in Canada. Our special guest on-camera presence and signature voice has seen her take the mic for thrilling sports moments. Her illustrious resume includes on-air and creative production experience with TSN, CTV, CBC, and The Score, now Sportsnet 360. She is a trailblazer for women in sports broadcasting and continues to mentor a powerful wave of inspiring young professionals in the sports field. Her world-class talent includes experience as an Olympic Games television host and reporter in women's ice hockey. She was also nominated for a prestigious Canadian Screen Award and made broadcasting history becoming the first ever play-by-play voice for the National Women's Hockey League. Making time to give back to her community is important to our Best of Guest. Her volunteer work includes time as a board member for Sport Calgary, advisor with U Sports, creating the Golf for Girls 9-Hole Charity Classic, and her current media expertise volunteering with Conquer COVID-19. Ladies and gentlemen, we're pleased to be joined by best-selling author, speaker, and sports broadcaster, Lisa Bose. Lisa, welcome to Champs and Chums.
2: Well, thank you so much, Anthony and Ashton. It's a pleasure to be
0: here. Oh, Lisa, it's just so great to have you on the program. Uh, I know we were just uh, chatting off air, and uh, boy, oh boy, it's so great to connect after all of these years. Can you believe over two decades that we first met uh, in, in fact, the Leafs, with the Leafs, uh, when I was with the Leafs, and uh, just so great to, to connect with you after all these years.
2: Well, it's lovely to hear your voice, and it's true, isn't it? Podcasts can really connect, and we can connect in so many different ways through podcasts, and it's so easy to execute, and it is great to hear your voice, and especially uh, since it has been so long since your time with the Leafs, And then later with Tennis Canada. But that's what sport does, right? Sport also keeps us connected.
0: Sports connects, great big moments, lots of fun, and uh, just so many great uh, memories uh, we've had working together. I know we were talking about some of the great projects, um, among the great projects that uh, when your time with the score, when you. We're uh, we're a host and, and produce Sports Access. We had some really great times there. So yeah, treat for Ashton on this episode of Champs and Chums. An extra treat for Dad. So good stuff. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Okay, good stuff, everybody. Well, uh, Lisa, we'll start off uh, with Dad here to the left of the broadcast chair. Um, you know, we, we talked about your illustrious resume over your uh, your career. I'd like you to take the fans through your early interest and ambitions to get into sports broadcasting, hosting, then of this incredible transformation to become a best-selling author and professional speaker.
2: Well, it does go uh, through many decades, Anthony, so I will try to keep right. it uh, as succinct as I can, but I guess in a nutshell, uh, I, I grew up uh, on a street in Guelph, Ontario, that was full of boys, and I really became socialized into sport at a very early age through that interaction with the boys. And and through then, as I got through into high school, I I recognized that, man, I just love this and I want to be a phys ed teacher. So I got into university at Western there in London and I, I entered in for my, my bachelor degree of physical education. I then wanted to be a sports psychologist because I just love this whole idea of the mental game. I, I'm a huge tennis fan and I used to love watching actually Yvonne Lendl and I, I couldn't get over how many times he had so many issues at the U S open. And I found that really fascinating uh, where he just could not seem, you know, he did win some of those, right, Anthony, but he, he always had some trouble there at that particular tournament. And Mm -hmm. so I I just, I just was so fascinated by the mental aspect. So I, I started to head down that path, but then when I was at Western, I actually played varsity soccer and in playing soccer, Uh, They were looking for people at the student radio station who could report on the women's soccer team. So I volunteered for that. And then, boom, my entire life trajectory changed in that moment. And my dad said to me, I remember him saying to me, you know, you like sports. You've always been around sports. You like to write. And you also like drama. And this really was true. And these were the three aspects of sports broadcasting that I really took to So I quickly graduated out of that program and then moved on uh, to an entry-level position at TSN. I was the first actual female, the first female editorial assistant at TSN. So I began my career in sports broadcasting. uh, And it really all started because I played a sport and got involved in media and then began that journey. And so then a number of years later, after working at many different networks and having some incredible experiences along the way, working in Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto, and now back to Calgary. I then transitioned in the last little while because I became a parent. And in becoming a parent, I then saw things a little bit differently um, in terms of the value of sport for my child, uh, the value of reading. I'm a big reader as well. And so I thought, you know, hey, this is interesting. I was getting ready to cover women's hockey at the Olympic Games in Vancouver, and I couldn't see any any books out there that were related to different types of sport, lots of mainstream, but nothing really that was Olympic-related. And I was in this Olympic mindset. And that's really how the journey began with um, the Lucy Tries Sports Series. And book one was Luge, Lucy Tries Luge. Book two, Lucy Tries Short track Speed Skating. So something different and the whole idea behind it, and and again, I, I should mention too, I did graduate from my physical education degree. So I guess if you think of the phys ed background, the parenting background, love to read, love to write, the sports broadcasting background, all those things have led me to where I am today as an author of a children's book series that is trying to inspire our children to be active, to persevere and to do so as they're learning to read.
0: That's amazing. And, you know, when I hear you talk about uh, all those wonderful experiences, I, I'm hearing this best-of recipe with all those wonderful ingredients that you've talked about to get you where you are now and and, and being so accomplished in, uh, in in the world of education, motivational speaking, and books. And, of course, we, we, we've uh, talked about all the great um, uh, memories as, as a sports broadcaster. Um My next question is about mentors. We talk a lot about that on Champs and Chums and um, over your career, I'm wondering if you can share uh, who were some of your great mentors, uh, whether it be family, friends, professional network, et cetera, and how they helped you build success as a broadcaster, a published author and, and professional speaker.
2: Well, first, let me say that I am very grateful, uh, truly grateful that my, my dear parents who who live in Ontario are still alive today, and they are still my biggest supporters. They're the first people I call whenever something exciting happens, and actually, they're the first people I call when something not so great happens, and that, that's parenting. And, and I have to say, they have truly been um, with me my entire career, the very different stages of my career, the highs, the lows. I consider them my true mentors. If we talk about broadcasting, I do have one significant mentor is a woman by the name of Lisa Seltzer, who actually was um, the first female producer director in professional hockey. So she actually used to do the games for the Chicago Blackhawks. And I met her when I was covering the Winnipeg Jets. And so she was a very rare, uh presence in a tv control room or tv control truck uh being the producer and director of those games and in fact they just called her back out of retirement a couple of years ago to do that uh, all female um NHL game on NBC in 2020 for International Women's Day so anyway she she's somebody that I really consider a mentor and her and I are still in touch to this day Another great supporter. But uh, the reason why I, I mentioned Lisa is because she also understood a lot of what I might have had to go through as a, a rare presence as it was for us females at that time. Like we're talking 30 years ago. So it's quite different now than it was back then. So that would be one. And I, I think I do want to point out to my, my mom especially because she really built in me um, a curious nature. I'm a very curious person, and I think that's really helped me in everything that I've tried to tackle in my career.
0: That's amazing, and I think it was just in preparing for this great interview with you, I believe you, You in one of the videos that um, that fans can find online, you you talk glowingly about your mom and, and, and the quote, and let me get this right, um, she mm-hmm. talked about genetics loads the gun, but lifestyle pulls the trigger. I was so taken by that, those great sage words of advice from your mom there, Lisa.
2: <laughs> yes. Libby has many, many of those. Uh, and that one is, is so true. That one is really, we have heart disease in our, in my, on my maternal side. And so my mom is very cognizant of that. She was a public health nurse. And so she has lots of sage advice, especially during our, our COVID times. Mm-hmm. She actually just told me another one that I really, really love. And I'm going to share it with you now. Uh, And she heard this from a doctor that she was looking at a webinar. My mom is super curious and is always learning at 81 years old. And she said um, that this is what she had remembered from this webinar. A pessimist complains about the wind. An optimist feels the wind is about to change. Mm. A leader adjusts the sails.
0: Wow. Wow. I just love that. Very, very powerful. So a shout out to Libby if you're uh, listening to (laughs) to episode 26 on Champs and Chums. You've done an amazing job, great advice, and uh, you've raised an incredible daughter. Good stuff. Well, uh, Lisa, we're going to turn the interview over here to my chum, Ashton, who's got some questions for our best of guest, Lisa Bose.
1: Lisa, you've had an outstanding success in your professional career. Can you please share some of your personal career highlights? Well, I would love to, Ashton. Uh,
2: And I also want to say, too, that I love how you are also phrasing your question to me. Because you know what happens when you phrase a really great question and phrase it the correct way? You're guaranteed to get a great answer. The question is so important. So thank you for that. Uh, I think career highlights for me, if we talk on the broadcasting side, for sure would have to be getting an opportunity to do some uh, play-by-play for some games when I started with the score. So I did hockey and basketball. And I really took to basketball much quicker than hockey because of the pace of the game. You know, there's substitution. Uh, You know, hockey is quite different. You have to know the names and numbers and you have to be like right on it, and there's really very little time to, to for error, as there is in in most things, but especially hockey versus basketball. I'd have to say we spoke about sports access. I really felt um, that we really were doing something great there. Sports access was a show that we did on the score uh, that was really about, it was sports access spelt with two X's, and that was the only way that you would have really known that that was about female athletes. So I believe it really was ahead of its time. And it got great numbers on the score, which was a really hardcore sports network. And this was in 2000, 2001. So what does that say? So I'm so happy to see that Sportsnet and and Tara Sloan and and Ali Redmond, the producer, that they've taken that on again with top of her game on Sportsnet. Uh, I also have a career highlight from uh, documentary work that I did with the CBC. I really learned a lot. Obviously, the Olympic Games, um, my only Olympic Games that I've ever covered. I'm never saying never that that might not happen again. But covering Olympics really depends on which network you are working for at that particular time. And then as an author, I would say, wow, what an amazing uh, moment it was when I had my first book traditionally published, Lucy Tries Luge. When it was finally published, that was a journey that took me seven years and 14 rejection letters.
0: Mm. 2013, Lisa, was it? You launched the series?
2: 2013, we had Mm self-published the title, and I received some sponsorship support from Olympia Trust here in Calgary, but it wasn't traditionally published until 2015. 2015. So that, yeah, and so most author journeys, we have, there is a great deal of no's that you have to uh, absorb. But when you have a no, it's a great thing because a no actually sets you free because then you go and you chase the next yes. So, I mean, J.K. Rowling, Ashton,
1: have you heard of her series? Yeah, I actually <laughs> I actually read Harry Potter and right now I'm reading Harry Potter and the Philosophy. He was Stone. just
0: talking about it just yesterday, Lisa. Fantastic. So how amazing? Yeah.
2: Okay, fantastic. So a great series and J.K. Rowling. I mean, she had multiple, multiple rejections from publishing houses. They said. A boy wizard? No, no thank you. But did she quit? No, she kept going and she finally found that yes and now look at where that series is at. So that's another lesson, right? When we get no's, when we get rejection like that, we just keep going. If you believe in something so strongly, you will persevere and you will get through. And I guess the last thing cuz I do <laughs> I have had a long career, but I will say with the books again, getting that first book published was obviously a career highlight, but now it really is when I can do my virtual school visits and and see children. Obviously I miss seeing them in the school visits, you know, and but I think I'll be doing some some uh um, appearances with Hometown Hockey again. But still, to be able to connect with kids and to pass on, you know, my passion for our series and to pass on how important the Lucy mission is and to engage you to try sport and to read. Well, that is that will always be, uh, I think, the best career highlight
1: of all. Lisa. What are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice you have shared with your kids? And what are some of the greatest lessons and words of advice your kids have shared with you? Oh, wow. Well,
2: I guess I would say I, I did just touch on it there. I guess I'd say what, what I kind of share with, with my child and with all kids is to, is to really just you never give up, right? And you just have to keep trying. And in trying, trying always leads to success. Right? Mm-hmm. Everybody in life has to keep trying, no matter how old or, or young we might be. And so I'm always saying to just keep going, and that failure works. I tell my daughter that quite often that failure works. Don't be afraid of it. We just learn from it, and it works, because if you keep failing, eventually, that will lead to success. As for what has my daughter, what has she shared with me, Ashton? Well, I don't know, but I'm thinking about this. I think she's probably telling me, honestly, to please stop wearing sweatpants. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, shout out to Rachel, your daughter there, uh, who's uh, hopefully listening as well, too, to this great segment uh, on Champs and Chumps. Good, st- yeah. good stuff good stuff. Well you're listening to episode 26 of the Champs and Chums podcast. This is our best of segment. Uh, we're here with best-selling author speaker and sports broadcast star Lisa Bose and um, Lisa you, you've touched on this uh, during our great interview thus far uh, on the rise of women in sports on and off the field, the court, the ice. It's really inspiring what's going on right now, and and you have been a catalyst to that. You've made tre- tremendous contributions in your uh, illustrious career. I would love to get your perspective uh, for our, our listeners on how we keep building this.
2: Hmm. Well, I think the best way to keep building this is honestly to keep sharing the stories, of what broadcasters are doing. And I think we need to watch our language as well with, for example, I was a female and I still consider myself a broadcaster. Uh, You know, I am a female broadcaster, people will like to say. Well, obviously I am. You can see by hearing me and looking at me that I am a female. And I think if we even just can start by losing that word female, that is gonna go a long way. We wouldn't say that he's a male sportscaster. For example, Uh, so I think words really matter when we're describing people in our business. And I think the more opportunities that are given to broadcasters, male, female, but if they're earning it, if they're earning those opportunities, then we should just tell those stories a little more. I mean, I think of Kate Scott, who I don't know if you've heard of her, Mm -hmm. Anthony and Mm -hmm. Ashton. But yep. Kate Scott, is um, she called the games for NBC there for that NHL game I was referring to earlier, uh-huh. and she was just hired by the Philadelphia 76ers as their play-by-play. So that is an amazing, uh, obviously that is an amazing thing to have happen. And the more those stories happen, the more they are shared, and she's been working 20 years on play-by-play. So she's really earned her opportunity. Soon we won't be talking about this as it, as it being a, an unusual thing, right? It'll be just as common as we see female pilots or female doctors. So I think the more we share those stories, then we will keep building on this aspect of, I guess, and, and the equality, the equity. And the last thing I think when I, I think about how can we keep building on this is I would challenge our sports news shows Um, in this country and anywhere in the world to maybe, let's say you've got, there's seven NBA games on the slate or seven and eight, whatever, something from the men's side. Well, why don't we lose one of those highlights and maybe show something from the women's side and just start to gradually increase that content so we have a little bit more balance. It could be a 30-second highlight pack from the WNBA you know, as opposed to going all NBA and then a WNBA scoreboard. But why don't we show that? Um, that's sort of, I guess, some ways that I think we can keep building the momentum and keep building it
1: as a, an equitable uh, coverage, equitable coverage. Lisa, who are some of your favorite athletes of all time and why? Oh,
2: Ashton, favorite athletes of all time and why? Oh, gosh. I think sometimes, lately, now, my daughter, Rachel, she is actually a huge F1 fan. Oh. She loves Formula One, and that's from my husband. He was an F1 fan, so those two are getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning watching the Turkish Grand Prix, for example, last weekend. Very nice. I am not. I am not. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. catch the replay. I'll catch <laughs> the replay later. Right. But I, I have to say, though, that because of... Um, you know, drive to survive on Netflix. I've kind of got into it as well. I just had a casual interest, right? I'd show the highlights of all the different auto racing, but I have to say that I have a great appreciation for what Lewis Hamilton has done, uh, to, to grow that sport and, and bring awareness and attention. And, and so Lewis Hamilton would be, you know, he's up there with Schumacher now, you know, greatest of all time, Tom Brady. I mean, I think Tiger Woods, Roger Federer, uh, all of all of they really are we're really lucky that we've been able to see their performances like happening in real time uh for me i'm old enough to remember nolan ryan um, oh,
1: yes. pitching
2: when he was so much older right and that was just what a workhorse right amazing to see that but i will say those are some of i guess the athletes that i think about in terms of the all-time greats that i've actually witnessed making those kind of incredible performances in real time and then i'm also going to throw down one here that you've never heard of him he's uh he's no longer with us but he will forever be etched in my mind because his name is is, his name is tom spear and tom spear i did a story on him for a show on tsn many moons ago called tsn sunday and tom spear when he and I did the story, we went and played golf together. That was the backbone of the story. Tom was 100 years old when we played a game of golf. He also curled. He was the skip. So he, he was a two-sport athlete at 100, didn't have any glasses, still drove his car, fought in both world wars. He was 70 when I was born. So that was kind of part of the story. And I'll never forget that man as long as I live because what an incredible person and human being and what a sportsman. So when you ask me who are my favorite athletes of all time, they're not always the pros you see on TV. Sometimes they're just people you meet along the way who have an incredible story to tell like Tom Spear.
0: Wow, what an incredible story. I think all our fans will be Googling Tom Spear to learn more <laughs> about that after this great chat here with Lisa. <laughs> Aston, go ahead.
1: Lisa, I really enjoyed two of the books from uh, the Lucy Tri Sports Series. Uh, I was wondering if you could share with the fans uh, how important it is to have healthy and active kids and families and also uh, share what fun fall and winter activities you do with your family?
2: Oh, well, the importance of being healthy and active is so important these days, especially against COVID, Ashton. We, we know how, how much COVID has affected us, all of us, in, in many different ways. Everybody has their own story to tell, but If we can even just walk together as a family, that can help our mental health, right? Just getting in those steps every day can do an amazing thing for for every facet of your body, not just your physical health, but your spiritual, your mental, and your emotional health. So I, I just think it's so important that we continue to do that, and especially for our little ones, right? The active start, if we can get an active start, then the research is in, you will have an active life. And if you have an active life, well, then the chances are you'll have a happier and healthier life, right? And then you won't have as many challenges health-wise down the road. So um, that's important. As for what are the physical activities that we do as a family? Uh, Well, actually, we were just at the corn maze. I don't know if there's, there's corn mazes in Ontario, but we were at a corn maze. Mm-hmm. I'm here in Alberta. Yep. We yep. actually last weekend Rachel did some downhill karting. Oh. So wow. it was yeah we were it's kind of like um they have them at Mont Tremblant actually and and some other places where you can sort of like a luge it's like a luge sled but you go down a down a hill and it's like a karting so that's great fun. Uh when the winter hits we will we will ski and snowboard and we'll definitely be out there skating. Skating, I think, is a great one, as is tobogganing, right?
0: That's amazing. That's a good yeah, one and too. Ashton, you should tell Lisa and the fans, you, you just started to pick up skating, did you?
1: Yeah, I started to pick up skating and do lessons um, a few weeks ago. My le- my first lesson wasn't long ago. And at the time of this recording, um, it, three days is going to be my fourth lesson of skating of uh I've learned how how to stand up on the ice and I've learned uh how to march on the ice and uh, uh how, and uh how our coach uh does it for us is he we always start the red line and then we we're, we're asked to go skate all the way to the blue line and then we do some exercises there and then we all come back to the red line, and then we do some exercises there, and then it's, uh, home time, uh, my skating lessons start at 9, th- uh, 9, and they end at nine thirty uh, a.m., so, um, yeah, I think, uh, now that I, uh, appreciate skating more, I think it's uh, a really ge- great thing to learn. Fantastic. So will you be able to get
2: outside and go skating on an outdoor pond this winter? Uh hopefully I
1: will um
0: Yeah, we're in Brampton, Lisa. That's a great idea. I mean, they have some outdoor uh, arenas, of course, uh, down at Gage Park, Ashton and such, and Gore Meadows, where Lisa will see a little bit of Gore Meadows, uh, because we actually have already done our our promotional video to to usher in this great segment, so uh, the fans will be sure to see that, and Lisa will as well, too. Um, I love it. Yeah, so you'll see some of that too, Lisa. And I mean, this is a perfect time, everybody, to talk about this great series, Lucy Tri Sports. Uh, There's five books in the series, luge, hockey, soccer, basketball, speed skating. And Lisa, I know there's some news that there's a sixth one on the way as well too. Why don't you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, I would love to, because we were just so okay, everybody. So maybe you might be wondering, how long does it take a book to be produced. So how long does it take a picture book especially to be produced? Well, James Hearn, who is my brilliant teammate, he's the illustrator, I'm the author, so I'm responsible for the words and the story, and James draws the pictures, and together we make those two pieces work together and to create a picture book. And he and I agreed to produce book six in the series in June. And that book, so June 2021, and that book will not be out until spring of 2023. So it can take a very long time for us to create a book. But I was literally, today, I was just doing about six revisions on some of the artwork to make sure that we are on point. And you're probably wondering, okay, okay, Lisa, but what sport is it? Well... It's a sport that I know many fans in the Toronto area were quite dismayed that a particular team did not advance into the wild card. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. it is, yes, Lucy tries baseball. So play she is play ball, everybody, baseball. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's amazing and so exciting! And uh, yeah, for uh, for more information, you can uh, check out lucytrysports.com. and and then as well social too, Lisa at lucy tries project is it or at Lisa Bose yeah. creates too?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm on yeah my IG account is at Lisa Bose creates and then Lucy herself she has at Lucy tries project is actually the new IG. And then she is on Twitter at Lucy tries sports. I'm on Twitter at Lucy at Lisa Bose. I kind of start to get a little confused between the two. There's all too many involved. All the different L's platforms,
0: involved. yeah. But no, that's great. <laughs> and, well, yeah, go ahead, Lisa.
2: Oh no, I was just going to say. So, so the baseball book that will come out again. We will be reinforcing all Lucy's stories, reinforce accepted principles of healthy child development. So I spend a great deal of time on the purpose behind the text and the artwork to make sure that we are in line, because there are five things that we know our kids need in order to stay in sports. And they are, they need to play. Number one, they need to participate. Number two, have a voice in their play for girls. It's very important that they make a friend. That's number three, especially important for girls. They need to have, make master a skill. And the last one is to have an encouraging coach, an encouraging or uh, sorry, a caring adult relationship. And that would be that encouraging coach. And that's what we have definitely in the hockey, basketball, soccer books.
0: That's great. So that's com for more information. You can check out more of the great stuff on the social platforms as well, too. And, uh, yeah, so looking forward to uh, to seeing the next uh, edition of the, this great series um, come together. Um, and uh, this actually leads a few more questions for this great segment already with uh, our best of guest, Lisa Bosa. Lisa, we talk a lot on Champs and Chums about the importance and the value of education being the best in your field, and it just seems so uh, um, magical that we're, we're talking about this great book and the inspiration behind it. But um, just to put it into focus uh, for our listeners, Lisa, I wonder if you can talk about the importance of being the best in your field and the value of education for, and learning for young people.
2: Well, I think education is—it's uh, really—it's a gateway, isn't it, to so many wonderful adventures and so many things that that opened you up through education to different types of worlds. Even just learning about another country opens your mind up to to what the possibilities are of maybe I'll go to that country someday. Oh, I didn't know that that was how that country uh, did this. You know, I didn't know that this is how they operated. So, you open a bronze your horizons education, is such an incredible uh, tool for all of us. We're very lucky in Canada that we have such a strong education system uh, because I think it's such a, a benefit. It's such a benefit. It, and, and, you know, the teachers, I have such great respect for our, our teachers and librarians. And, and I just hope we continue to support as well our public libraries. Because um, obviously for me, I am a big advocate for reading and for writing. Um, you know, we children need to, to understand that value of, of reading, especially from a book. That is another thing that I'm really um, a proponent of because not just because I'm an author of a picture book series, but because the research is so clear that that the brain... The brain, the healthy brain development that that we get from reading off a page uh, versus a tablet. There's so much research out there, so I, I just always want to encourage that we're picking up a book and reading it for that brain health. So so important. And and I guess the other thing about about education and being in school and and learning from our teachers is not just those 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 um, I guess traditional literacy components. But the physical literacy as well, where we want to move our bodies, right? Because if we pick up those fundamental movement skills, then we will be able to try different types of sport and then realize the benefits of it. So physical literacy is a big buzzword now, but it really does mean moving your bodies because our bodies were designed to move. And it breaks my heart if our little ones are just not moving like they should be, uh, because if they... If they aren't, we know the research is in that that can also have the, um, uh, long-term effects. So I think you know, gym in school, moving, recess, learning your numbers, learning to read, learning to write—it's all so um, integral and so important to building that healthy, healthy mind, healthy body.
0: Yeah, for sure, Lisa. And I mean, I think you were saying that in, in a past interview, a television interview, just about this, this, this crisis that, um, that we that kids are facing, right. Or that we, we have to own mm-hmm. it as well too. I think you were saying, was it 14%, only 14% of children were, uh, you know, actually achieving that full element of healthy activity. And then mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, with COVID, I think that it was about 5% or so as well yes, too. Yes, it
2: is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Less than 5% uh, uh, coming out of the pandemic are reaching their recommended, uh, movement guidelines that's put out by participation, mm-hmm. and, and so so that's, I find that, I, but I believe, I believe though that we can reverse those declining physical activity trends. And I know we can do that together. And I guess that's a big part of why I'm so passionate about our series is that our Lucy books are actually a resource to help uh, to combat that. They're a resource to inspire our kids to move. And I guess in my mind lucy who is relatable for all kids boys love her too and the books are diverse they are inclusive and so i feel that we are offering children they they are able to see their active possibilities in a lucy book and if kids can see it then they can be it i, be, I believe that and i believe it to be true and i see it um, i see it play out when I'm in my school visits
0: yeah inspiring stuff right there folks um Lisa you know we've talked about your your just illustrious capital I illustrious uh, career <laughs> um degree in physical education uh you know anchor host play-by-play uh for hockey and basketball uh published author motivational speaker what does the future look like for for Lisa Bose
2: Well, there's just so much more that we need to do. I wish we had more hours in the day. That's right, Lisa. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, But I I guess for me, I want to continue to live an active life. I try very much to continue to to do that for my own self, for my own mental health, especially amidst COVID. Uh, So I want to keep moving. That's number one. I want to keep having good health. I guess I also want to continue to speak to the Lucy series, to engage educators, uh, to engage students about the Lucy series, to um, to try to inspire them to move and to realize the benefits of sport, because let's face it, I've certainly recognized or I've certainly realized the benefits of sport in my career for my personal life, but also my professional life. Um, you know, sports is fun. Sports can give us so many things. And I think about the teamwork aspect and, I mean, you worked for the Leafs and Tennis Canada, and that was a team environment. And so when we are in sport, we learn about what it means to be in that team environment, just like you do, Ashton, when you're at school and you're in your classroom, right? Everybody's working together. You're sharing, you're caring for each other, and you're working together. And so sport can really up the ante in that. And then you can use those skills when you get to the workforce. So I want to keep talking about I guess, this series and how we can make a difference. And I guess someday, someday soon, I am determined (laughs) that I would love to see Lucy become animated and therefore reach many more children around the globe uh, with her mission to inspire us to be active and persevere.
0: Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, Lisa, the last question here on our tremendous best of segment will go to my chum, Ashton. Ashton, take it away.
1: Lisa, what advice do you have for young kids looking to become a sports broadcaster, a speaker, and an author just like you? Oh, wow. Well, I think the
2: number one thing would be to ask a lot of questions. Always ask lots of questions because that really, and and to stay with your writing. Writing is so important. If you're interested in broadcasting, then you keep working on your writing because writing is actually the basis of broadcasting. And obviously we, as a reporter, we ask so many questions and remember what I said earlier, it's the how's and the what's you want to ask those questions because that will get you a great answer. If you want to become an author again, keep working on your writing and your, think about your imagination. And when you think of something that's really cool in your brain, then write it down and build a story off it. Why not? That might be kind of fun. In fact, my neighbor, he actually, uh, he's eight years old, Hossein, and he actually brought over a story that he had written about a monster that was made out of vegetables. So I just love that. He was very creative with that, and he shared that with me. And I guess if you want to be a speaker, wow. Well, I guess you just keep practicing. You're speaking, practicing to a camera, or practicing to your family or a caregiver. You just keep speaking and, and writing and talking. And I guess that's what I do, isn't it? It's writing, it's talking, it's creating, it's being curious, it's asking lots of questions. And always listen to what your teachers have to say because they are truly your very first mentors.
0: Championship words tremendous advice what a great way to end our best of segment with lisa Bose. uh lisa we'd like to thank you so much for joining us on this best of segment um you know as we were talking about earlier it's just amazing uh, hard to believe over two decades when we first met and it's been so amazing to uh team with you on so many fun things over my time and in, in sports and to reconnect after all these years has been just wonderful and um you're doing such amazing and inspiring things to motivate kids families communities um across the country and you know it's amazing you know you've you, you've had an outstanding career as a sports broadcaster and so many fans of yours where you've shared pictures and descriptions and now to take pictures and descriptions and put it together and Lucy try sports and this wonderful initiative. It's, um, just a great way, um, to demonstrate all the wonderful things that you do and all the talents that you have. And, um, just before, uh, we sign off, I know my chum Ashton would like to say a few words to you as well, too.
1: Uh, Lisa, thank you for coming on the show. It's been an honor having you on and, uh, overall it's been a great interview and, uh, I've read uh, Lucy Tries uh, B- Basketball and Lucy Tries Hockey, and they're both amazing books. And And uh, off-air, I, I told you my favorite parts. And um, my dad told me uh, the stories of how uh, you and my dad met in the sporting world, and uh, those really inspire me so lisa thank you for coming on the show well thanks ashton i just love what you said thank you you you've warmed you filled my bucket and
2: warmed my heart my friend and and to your dad the same thing anthony and i i know you probably are wondering when lucy tries tennis is happening that's right
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait lisa
2: There are almost 200 sports in the world that our children can try, that you can try, I can try. There is a sport for everyone. So, Ashton, as you continue to work on your skating, which you can then try to, you can then do the rollerblading later on in the summertime, right? Mm -hmm. You can then take that to even something else. So, and you'll have that for your life. So, I want to wish you the best of luck as you continue to learn how to skate and hopefully you can get outside there this winter and, and just keep on trying, my friend, right? That's all we need to do. Keep trying, and we'll
1: keep trying to get through COVID, right? We're all persevering.
0: Good stuff. Ashton, you're going to take us to break on episode 26.
1: This ends our Father-Son Best Of segment. More Father-Son Fun Talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast.
0: Welcome back to Champs and Chums. It's our October episode, our anniversary episode uh, here on Champs and Chums. Thanks so much for joining us here. And it's Ashton, it's Anthony here in the broadcast chair. And Ashton, it's now time for our All Pro Go segment. And just so our fans know, our All Pro Go is a Did You Know Sports Spotlight. So Ashton will share with you, our great listeners, a feature sport this month and we, Ashton and I were talking about it and we just came off a, uh, a wonderful best of segment with our great guest, a champion chum, Lisa Bowes, um, with her great series, her great accomplishments, her great talents. And we kind of thought where it all started, Ashton, for Lucy Tries was Lucy Tries luge. So Ashton, take it away with our all pro go. It's luge.
1: A luge is a small one- or two-person sled on which one sleds sup, sup, supine, yeah. supine, face which up, is face up yeah. and feet first. A luge s- s- steers by using the calf muscles to flex the sled's uh, runners or by exerting the opposite shoulder pressure to the seat. Raising sled's weigh. Twenty-one to twenty-five uh, kg, uh, 40, 46, uh, to 40, uh, 46 to forty six to fifty-five uh, pounds for single for singles and for singles and
0: yeah, you can just as you're sharing it with the listeners here. Maybe just go to the pounds, right? Because that's kind of how we say it in Canada anyway. So yeah, for singles. Uh, well, we you just mentioned that, which was uh, 46 to 55 mm-hmm. and then doubles 55 to 66 pounds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for singles and 25 to 30 uh, kg, uh, 55 to 66 pounds. For doubles, luge is also the name of an Olympic sport. Lugers can reach speeds of 140 kilometers,
0: k- kilometers an hour, kilometers which is the Canadian hour. version of saying, holy, holy heck, that's fast.
1: 87 miles per hour. A- Australian manual... Austrian, yeah. Austrian manual... Fister. Fister reached a top speed of 154 uh,
0: km's yeah kilometers K- wow
1: kilometers on a an track hour. in
0: whistler wow
1: 96 miles per hour on a track in whistler uh
0: you know what's neat about that too ashton um lisa Bose had the opportunity to be host and uh reporter at the very olympics where that top speed the 154 kilometers an hour in luge happened ashton she was at the 2010 winter olympics
1: wow that's amazing Prior to the 2010 Winter Olympics, lugers compete against a time, a timer in one of the most precisely timed sports in the world to 1000 of a second on artificial attacks. The tracks. The first tracks, tracks artificial tracks, yeah. Um, the first r- recorded use of the term luge dates to 1905. And Der-
0: derives yeah derives from the Swiss dialect yeah
1: from the Swiss dialect of the French word luge, meaning small coasting sled. The very parti- pra- uh, practical 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 yeah. uh, uses of s- use of sleds is an ancient, uh, wide widespread is an ancient and widespread. The first recorded sled races took place in Norway sometime during the 15th century.
0: Well, great stuff, my man. That is our all-pro-go uh, luge, and uh, you did a good job there stick-handling some trick, tricky and some foreign words there, uh, as any good loser will do. Well, Dad will take it down the... Um, down the ice pad here a little further so um and much of you many of you might remember in a previous episode we actually had a member of team canada's bobsleigh the multi-talented jesse lumsden was on the show and i'm mentioning this because the sport of luge, just like skeleton and bobsleigh it originated in a health spa town of samoritz switzerland did you know that ashton
1: no, I did not know that.
0: So that, Well, yeah, so I didn't know that either. And this happened in the mid to late 19th century. And it was through the endeavors of a hotel entrepreneur, Casper Badrut. Um, the first organized meeting of the sport uh, took place in 1883 in Switzerland. And at that time, the International Sled, Sled Sports Federation was founded in Dresden, Germany. So um, that's kind of how it got, all got started. Um, you know, and and we uh, we look at the first World Championship was held in 1955 for Luge in Oslo, Norway. Um, Luge events were first included in the in the Olympic Winter Games in 1964, and then it's truly an international uh, sport, Ashton. I mean, look at some of these um, countries with some incredible, incredible. Uh, performances in men's sing- singles. you have Germany and Italy that sort of sort of tops the field. We look at uh, German- Germany and Austria as well too in doubles competition. On the women's singles side. there's um, Canada in fourth place uh, tied with Russia. Uh, and of course Team relay, Canada's done very well in there earning, uh, earning a silver medal at one point in time in the competition. So Canada has um, some great promise in this and we have so enjoyed um, sharing with you our All Pro Go Luge and you're listening to episode 26 of the Champs and Chums podcast. father-son fun talk you're listening to episode 26 of the champs and chums podcast this is our anniversary episode two years of champs and chums thanks so much for joining us here on the show anthony and ashton the broadcast chair and ashton this is kind of the essence of champs and chums this is our champs and chums segment where we salute our stars on and off the field so every episode we select a champ ashton and i we also each select a chum for the for the episode and ashton I'll give you the honors, as I always do, my man. Who is your champ of Episode 26?
1: My champ of Episode 26 is Kia Nurse.
0: What a great selection, and what a well-themed selection as well, too, Ashton, because um, for those fans that don't know, uh, the Lucy Tri Sports Series, um, the creator of that, uh, Lisa Bose, a sports television star and uh, uh, speaker and best-selling author... She had a wonderful roster of ambassadors uh, of sports athletes that sort of help um, uh, bring awareness to uh, all the great uh, spirit and principles of Lucy tri sports. Did you know Ashton that one of them was Canadian basketball star Kia nurse?
1: I did not know.
0: Well, there you go. So Kia nurse. So why is Kia nurse your champ of episode 26?
1: Well, uh, just to start off by saying, even though she plays for the Phoenix Mercury, she is Canadian. She was born in Hamilton, uh, Ontario, and um, she's... And lot... she's
0: an Aquarian. Yep. Yeah. Just like your dad. Yeah. February 22nd. I'm February the 1st, uh, but she's a lot younger than me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, She's my champ because she's really, really hardworking, and she's committed and focused to what she needs to do. And um, just to give you some more uh, info about her, uh, she, she was drafted in 2018, the first round, and 10th overall.
0: Wow. Uh, by, by the New York Liberty.
1: Yep. And so she was selected by the... Uh, New York Liberty, and in 2018 to 2020, she's played for the New York Liberty, and then in 2018 to 2020, she's also played for the Canberra uh, Capitals, and um, in 2021, she's playing uh, with the Phoenix Mercury, and her career highlights and awards are, she's a WNBA All-Star, two-time W w nbl champion, champion another league yeah yep uh w nbl most valuable player two-time ncaa uh champion uh w wbca defensive player of the year uh aac freshman freshman of the year
0: yeah that's kind of like u.s college conference but yeah what about those ncaa championships 2015 and 2016 that's some heady stuff and of course she's represented canada uh on multiple occasions including the olympics of course uh ashton as well too she was selected to play in the 2020 summer olympics in tokyo and you know just an unfortunate development uh when she was playing for the mercury in the semifinals. this uh this playoffs of the WNBA semifinals. Uh, She did suffer a a real unfortunate injury. It's an ACL injury. Those are always uh, some real tough ones. Your dad had one, uh, not near the talent, but had one playing soccer years ago. So um, we wish her all the best. But that's Ashton's champ of episode 26, the great talent Kia Nurse. Good stuff. Well, it's over to dad for my champ of episode 26. And I'm kind of going to keep this in the whole... Uh, tries family with the whole theme of the show, uh, wonderful book series we're talking about. Because everybody, my champ for episode 26 is Lucy. That's right, everybody. We know that Lucy tries and Lucy is superhuman and such an inspiration to so many kids with this wonderful um, performance and work and commitment and talent and and camaraderie, companionship, and inspiration—it's all those great ingredients, Lucy—that makes Lucy a champ. Because she's now competed in uh, luge, she's now tried hockey, she tried soccer, Ashton. She's tried basketball, she's tried speed skating, and as we found out with some some great news from Lisa that shared shared with our fans. That Lucy's gonna try baseball in twenty twenty-three.
1: Yes, she is.
0: So with for all of those reasons, all of those splendid reasons, you are such an inspiration, Lucy, to all of your readers, all so many Canadian kids and families right across the country. You are my champ for episode twenty six. Good stuff. Well Ashton, it's over to you for your chum of episode twenty six.
1: My chum of episode 26 is my friend, Najla.
0: Great stuff. Yes, you do talk about Nagela quite a bit, and she, she's, in, she's in your grade, I believe.
1: Yeah, she's in my class. Um, she just came from Saudi Arabia all the way to Canada, and uh, now she's in my class, and she's uh, a really good friend.
0: Well, I'd say a great, uh, a great friend and, uh, you know, bright is an absolute light, Ashton. You know, I had the the, the pleasure of just setting you up for one of your, uh, I guess it was a weekend study project that you did and had a chance just to say a quick hello to uh, some of your chums that you were studying with for that important project. And, you know, I was in the other room doing work myself on that weekend and I could hear Nagela really take charge and command and give some great thoughtful insights as you guys develop that project and that's what's all about so i bet you didn't know that i heard that across the other room but i wanted to let you know um that i heard that and i thought that was really uh great of your of your chum nagula
1: well uh nagula is really really nice she is also fun to play with and she is also very caring
0: well, those are amazing qualities to have. So shout out to your chum of episode 26, Najla. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure she's going to gonna be listening to uh, this episode. So hello, uh, Nagela, and we hope you're doing just great. Good stuff. Well, now it's over to dad for my chum of episode 26. And we're going to keep the whole great current and theme going. And there's no try about this because my chum for episode 26 is our best of guest, Lisa Bose. That's right. Uh, It's such a pleasure to reconnect with Lisa after uh, so many years. You know, I first met her, Ashton, just over two decades ago. And we had a good laugh about that off air, didn't we? Mm -hmm. But uh, that's a long time um, to to know of someone and uh, and just witness all the great things that uh, she has done. And I can tell you firsthand, not only what a great, a kind, Uh, person she is but what a driven professional she is and and there's so much evidence of that of all of the great um experiences that she's had on television so hard working behind the scenes i know this and i can tell the fans a quick story working with lisa on a on an extensive project actually when she was with the score and it was with sports access and uh you know, I, I got um, a real, real good firsthand appreciation of the quality of the of the person that you see, you've seen on sports casts that now you've seen put pen to paper with pictures and descriptions from not only just television but the sports television, but now to a, a, an award winning and a best selling book series. Um, so if it's all those wonderful things is why my chum for episode twenty six is Lisa Bowes good stuff everybody we got a little bit more show coming up this is our anniversary episode you're listening to episode 26 of the champs and chums podcast welcome back to champs and chums episode 26 and ashton our anniversary episode here for year two is in the books and it's been an absolute dandy and uh But Ashton, as I always do on every show, I wanted to ask you, what did you learn today?
1: Well, I learned more about luge and how it is played. Well, I
0: learned a lot about luge as well too. But when you can say all those fancy words like Samoritz and uh, all those wonderful cities that, uh, or sorry, countries that we're in, I mean, it's uh, quite clear that uh, luge is an international sport. And of course, we want to uh, salute luge. Because we saluted Lucy and Lucy Tries Sports. That was the first sport that she got into.
1: Yeah, she did. And, uh, I learned it takes two years to make a Lucy Tries book.
0: Well, that's right. Because, yes, our best of guests. So great to have and catch up with our, our uh, champ and chum, Lisa Bowes, on the show. Uh, yeah, she did mention that it took over two years before the book became published. And, um... You know that's the spirit elisa that's the spirit of a wonderful wonderful project like this is that she continued to commit her commit herself to what she believed in fans at home in ashton right and uh, to see the success of the lucy tri series um, a great publishing uh, partner uh, a sponsorship as well too and the dreams and visions that uh, Lisa shared on what might be possible in the future for uh, Lucy Try Sports is amazing. So, again, so great to have uh, Lisa Bowes uh, on the show. Uh, you can learn more about uh, the Lucy Tries Project at um, uh, lucytrisports.com, at Lucy Tries Project on, on, on social. And, of course, you can always cr- um, connect with the, uh, the star creator. That's Lisa Bose at Lisa Bose Creates on social. Good stuff, Ashton. What else?
1: I did not know there were so many scary athletes. Well, that
0: scared the heck out of me as well, too, Ashton, as we went through that fun father-son free-for-all segment. And what a time to do it here in October, as we at the time of this episode approaching Halloween. But fans... If you dig back in the episodes far enough, not every athlete name is spooky. And I'll give you evidence of that, uh, fans, because I want to share with you a beauty from last year just to leave you with on this closing segment of episode 26. Ashton, you might remember that all kids, they like this when they go out Halloween trick-or-treating. And this athlete was a former great with the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates, the left-hander, the Candyman, John Candelaria. That's right, everybody. What a sweet name that is. And what a great way to kind of dispel what you might have been hearing, my chum, that all athlete names are scary. Yep. Um, uh... And you you love Candy as well, too.
1: Yeah, I do like. I mean,
0: what, what do you what, what's what's the odds? Like, are you gonna get? What, what do you think you're gonna get in that bag on Halloween night as you're venturing around our neighborhood here safely, of course? Um, what, what do you think you're gonna get in that bag?
1: Well, um, I think maybe some like small Skittles or something, some M and M's maybe. I can't have anything that has peanut, though, so, like...
0: That's right. This is a peanut allergy-free podcast, everybody. Yep. I don't think I've ever said that in 26 (laughs) episodes, but, yes, good stuff, my man. All right, well, listen, uh, thank you so much for tuning in uh, to episode 26 on Champs and Chums. It's our anniversary episode. We want to thank... Our uh, special guest, our best of guest, uh, best-selling author, speaker, and sports broadcast star, Lisa Bowes, for joining us on the show. And Ashton, who else do we want to thank?
1: We want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who helped produce the show.
0: That's right. Shout out on this anniversary episode to some founding members who have been so supportive uh, of Champs and Chums. That's the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis who uh, helped us right from the very beginning, and we're so grateful for that. Ashton, where can our fans subscribe to Champs and Chums to uh, listen more and, and check us out?
1: They can, they can subscribe uh, at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Podbean, and CastBox.
0: That's right. And fans, you can check us out on social or Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Champs and Chums, our website, champsandchums.com. Ashton... This is going to be the biggest, the most awesome fist bump for episode 26. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And as we always say, cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening.